Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, Shang-Chi production is continuing and we get Hellstrom debuting in in October on Hulu and our trivia season is starting and some feedback from you guys. All that and more right after this app we have no control over. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff Randall, hit us with that five-star review. That five-star review comes from The Honest Facts. The Honest Facts. It's his favorite podcast. Feel free to read this in an Alaskan accent if you want, Jeff, even though I have no idea what that is. (laughs) Uh, Lucky for you, I have an Alaskan accent right now. Yeah, this is it. This is Alaskan. You're doing it This is the one. I absolutely love this podcast. I mow lawns all summer long, and this has become my favorite podcast to listen to. And I've been listening to a lot of different podcasts. I started listening this spring when I started up this year, and I immediately knew I was onto a winner. These guys know what they're talking about, and it's always a joy when I look and find they've posted a new episode. Thank you guys for all the work you put into this podcast, and hello from Alaska. Hello to Alaska. I love Alaska. I uh, I went up there last year, and it was one of the best trips of my life. Freaking awesome up there. Just such a beautiful place. Would you say it's a magical place? <laughs> I would. I would. I got that. Re- I, I know that. Re- I got that reference. What's what is it that he says? You made the reference last week, and now or yesterday, and now I can't. It's. I understood that reference. Thank you. I understood that reference. Uh, uh, thank you, the honest facts. Appreciate you. Um, also, you must have good headphones because every time I try to listen to podcasts while I mow a lawn, it uh, it's too loud. I can't like get the p- headphones. Gotta get, I gotta get, I guess you gotta get them good headphones with the good, uh, you gotta up your headphone game. Yeah. I need to up my headphone game. <laughs> All right. Well, we got a couple little pieces of business here up top. First off, we wanted to dedicate this episode of the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast to our friend, Aaron Haker, who ha- is one of our top patrons of all time and we just want to say thank you Aaron for your uh constant support of the podcast. It really uh you guys who've been supporting the podcast for literally years have kept the lights on and kept us going and so we just wanted to thank you and dedicate this episode to Aaron. Thank you thank, thank you, you thank Aaron you. for being a patron for such a heck of a long time. <laughs> oh man. Did I just lose him? Is he gone? I think you might have lost him. Where are you him. going? Come back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. You you rock for real. Uh, all right. Well, let's get into uh, a contest winner next. Is the yeah, next man. one we have on our? I think so. Our m- m- Monday morning movie medics uh, review contest. Who's the winner? Uh, that is going to be R H two O H two. Okay. R H two O H two. Yeah. Uh, it's like O two O two, except the O is O H. And then the first one is replaced by an R. Yeah, some sort of chemistry. <laughs> sounds, yeah. It sounds like. Cool. Well, if that is you, write us at mcucast.com, um, mcucast at gmail.com, and let us know, and we'll get you a shirt. Uh, any shirt in the Stranded Panda store. You rock. Thank you for the, thank you for, thank you everybody who went over and gave uh, reviews on Monday Morning Movie Medics. We're launching that show. It's brand new and uh, getting some great downloads over there. I hope y'all enjoyed the episode we dropped in the feed this week. Yeah, that was the uh, just a little, a little taste, a little twenty minute little sample, <laughs> little sample, little sample. First you want to hit the buffet? You got to go over there. First one's free. Um, <laughs> yeah. Are we drug dealers, man? Yeah, that's what we do here. Stranded Panda, oh, okay. StrandedPanda.com, purveyor of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> you inject this into your ear holes. <laughs> I didn't like that. I don't. I don't. I think I just generally don't like the phrase ear holes. Why not? Not a fan. That's what they are? Just not a fan. Just not a fan. Just not a fan of ear holes. Not a fan okay. of ear holes. Uh, oh, last you thing. talk enough to make it seem like you are a fan of ear holes. <laughs> well, now I feel like you're just getting personal. <laughs> These feel like personal attacks at this point. The last piece of business to to sort out this week trivia um, starts. Our brand new season of trivia starts. Um, it is it is going to be really fun. We got a new trivia bot we call Ada, who is who is uh, Jeff has made into this really really great trivia bot. Where when you guys it, it, she collects all of the points, and from now on we will carry the points over from week to week. So if you guys come to trivia, there's going to be uh, we're going to do a t-shirt still every week, and then we're going to do 
uh, give somebody is going to win the new Spider-Man Miles Morales when it is uh, closer to time. So, yeah. Come to Trivia, Wednesday night, 7.30 Central, um, on twitch.tv slash TV. And let's get into the news. Okay, okay, so we got two major news things. Uh, I say major, um, but it's, it's, I mean, Shang-Chi production, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings uh, has continued production, finally, has started back up, and... There are uh, there are set photos from a Reddit user um, of a set being built near Project Reservoir in Sydney, Australia, and they they posted an aerial shot. I guess it's a drone over it, um, and it looks like a little village has been set up there. So they're finally getting production back going. They've got a set built in in Australia that they're they're working on, and I'm super stoked that we're getting you know we're getting news of it coming back because it has been such a desert. Mm-hmm. For for how much content we had for a couple years there, like the 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 delay of Black Widow and all the coronavirus delays came at the same time when we're basically they canceled every TV show because like in Marvel Studios was having problems with Netflix and they were having problems with every uh, the other divisions of Marvel. And it's just like all at once we went from, you know six television series and three movies a year to just agents of shield this year, basically. Yeah, <laughs> that's a li- that's a huge difference. And so I am really pumped <sighs> to get back to Jones new and- content. I'm Jones and hard man. And it's, ah, it's so, it's so scary that, that things may not go the way that we want. Like they, they might have to push back. Um, they might have to push back the new mutants again. Oh, they might really? Have to push back uh, Black Widow if if the coronavirus pandemic is you know continues to get worse because everybody's <sighs> like all the governments are trying to open the states up again so that the economy can get flowing you know like normal and everybody can try to return to life as normal. But now all of the cases, like all the every state is having like record high cases. Well, not uh, every state. Cases. It's actually mostly just states that didn't have record highs in the beginning, the beginning. So I heard a big analysis of it last night. Okay. And, sorry. And so, so basically like as a whole, the country is, is basically has never, stu- never slowed down. I mean, it slowed down, but it, it plateaued. But what really happened is a lot of the states that had already had problems went way down. They got better because they handled it well. And now all the other states that hadn't yet hit, because they didn't do enough, it had it has ramped up in all these other areas, and so like it's it. I heard an analysis tonight that said if you can divide the country into like six areas of the country where it's like different regions, and that's really what's happening is certain regions are doing really well now, and certain regions are exploding all of a sudden because they never they never had it before, so there's no immunity, and it's just entering a new population basically. Um, they never had an explosion before. And so now we're having explosions in all these states that didn't have it before. There's some, there's some hope uh, in some of the data, but like, man, it's, it's some of the death, the death rates are down and the, the, the age is skewing younger. Um, So there's, there's there's some positive news, but like, yeah, the, the, the reason that the age skewing younger is good news is because they're, they're less uh, vulnerable to the worst effects of the disease. So, yeah. Anyway, that we are where we're no by no means. Although I feel like we've all become epidemiologists this last like, <laughs> it's like I don't did never thought I'd be having such a in depth conversation about a pandemic, and it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, just yesterday in Florida down here, there were nine thousand or yeah nine thousand five hundred eighty five new cases. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Alabama just had its worst day like two days ago. Its worst day ever. So crazy, man. Yep. And, yep. I, you know, there's all kinds of factors to that, but it is crazy that it's still, you know, a lot of countries around the world knocked it out. We have not. So, yeah. So it's a problem. that being said, like all of that is, is scary and, and troubling. Like we might not get theaters reopening again the way that we thought and numbers might not be as good, you know? Yeah. Especially with. Uh, like a lot of theaters are saying, like, I think Regal recently opened uh, saying that they're going to require masks for everybody. Um, there was one line of theaters that said that they were not going to require masks. They I think just, AMC said they weren't requiring masks. Oh, God, it's so dumb. 
Yeah, it's pretty dumb. It's it's bad. Anyway, so I worry that we might not get. I mean, it's what two months now. Two months away is when the 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 next (laughs) potential release date for the the new mutants is, and we might not get it. I don't know. Yeah, (sighs) it it sucks. Obviously, there's way more important things, as we've said over and over. There's way more important things, but for we're just really disappointed. We really are excited to get new Marvel. And, we um, need entertainment. At least, at least we'll get the streaming services stuff before long. Um, I think yeah. I really think they'll probably finish Falcon and the Winter Soldier soon, um, and and we'll get something there. Let's hope so. Speaking yeah. of streaming services, yeah, Hellstrom is coming to Hulu in October Woo. as part of the Huluween Ooh. event. Now, and this is a show that was announced as part of the MCU and then it's already canceled. Is that right? It was announced as a Marvel television studios thing. Right. And like, I thought that it was going to be canceled and I thought that it had been, but I'm not sure that it's been in any way talked about as like, you know, as, as being kept around for any reason. Right. I I guess they, they had already finished it and they were like, ah, throw it up there. Why not? Yeah. I thought that we were getting, yeah, that's kind of what I thought. I thought that like they when when, when the same stuff that ended Runaways was going to end this the the dif- the difference between Marvel Studios and Marvel Television, and then they these are had already made a season or they had already done most of the work, so they just finished the season or something. So I won- I wonder what like what if it's like a crazy well received because we have no other Marvel stuff coming out, <laughs> and then they're like, well maybe we should make more Hellstrom. I don't know. We'll see. What if I is just like throw it in? Yeah, you sure it's here? It's it doesn't really fit my plan, but sure, Hellstrom, why not? <laughs> I don't I don't see him doing that. I mean, like I guess it is still part of the MCU, so we'll we'll cover it. I'm sure we'll have lots of discussions. I'm sure there'll be tons of discussions about whether it's in the MCU or not. Um, if, As if, we are want to do, if Runaways is any indication of these kinds of like shows, <laughs> we'll, I'm sure we'll have lots of those discussions. Yeah, man, we gotta we gotta have a, a separate discussion about the Hulu verse. Yeah, every week the Hulu verse, the Netflix verse, uh, the well, no, the the Hulu verse is tied to the ABC Family verse. Oh yeah, it's all tied together in a loose tapestry for sure, but it's just kind of looser, and especially when you hit Runaways, um, because Runaways is definitely tied to Cloak and Dagger, and Cloak and Dagger is tied to uh, Misty Knight. And Misty Knight Luke is Cage. tied to Luke Cage, and then uh, Luke Cage is tied to uh, Daredevil, and then Daredevil, you know, is tied to uh, the knee bone. <laughs> yep, that's it. The knee bone. Thank you. Yeah, and the Daredevils connect to Do the we, knee bone. We never actually got any official crossover from between those two universes, or like the the Netflix stuff. But we did get. I mean, we got mention of the New York. Uh, the 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 event or whatever in New York, but that's all we got. Yeah, yeah, man, that's a. Mm. Or did, did well, we also get Thor. Thor mentioned Magic Hammer, all that stuff. Um, so so we suit of armor. We still, I think, I think those are. I think that's the closest thing we have to a connection to those. I guess. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump. Let's jump. What's what we got up next? I, I like John right. Forsyth here. This is good. <clears throat> So that's it for news. We're going to get into feedback. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I for- forgot we were trans- transitioning here. Yeah. You got you to gotta put a segue in here, Matt. Sorry. My bad. I'm not good at it. I mean, it. You, as long as you edit it, it'll be fine. <laughs> nope. I refuse. Okay. That's sure. <laughs> Fully professional. <laughs> John Forsyth is, is responding to one of the earlier uh, in the year discussions of what foods are the Avengers? Yep. Uh, seeing vision is clearly dipping dots. I'm fully prepared to die on this hill. <laughs> Very good. Thank you, John. Oh, oh the discussions we have in quarantine. <laughs> Corona has driven us to these very weird niche discussions of like, <laughs> I like it. Uh, I like it a lot. But Captain America is a cheeseburger, right? <laughs> No, I thought uh, Iron Man was a cheeseburger. He's an American cheeseburger, maybe. But then what What kind no, of cheeseburger no, no, is no, Captain no. America? No, 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 he wants an American cheeseburger. Uh, so are you shipping Captain America and Iron Man now? <laughs> I mean, I might be. I don't know, man. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> They've got this, like, 
They've got this friendly rivalry that has become something more. Mm. Civil War? <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Anna Grace Hatchet says, Hi guys, it's AG. So the other night I was showing my brother's Iron Man 2, and something occurred to me. How did Ivan know Tony was going to drive his race car? He was clearly down there waiting for him, and earlier he was given all that information about the race. It just doesn't click. Also, you guys need to go watch Rebels and Clone Wars right now. What are you doing with your lives? <laughs> Heavy breathing. Uh, just don't watch Resistance. I mean, you can. I just wouldn't recommend it. It's I think it's too young. Also, Poe was in it, and he was like a child version of himself. It was weird. I have a book recommendation, even though you don't have time. Cough, Clone Wars. Y'all might have already heard of it, but it's called Absolutely Everything You Need to Know, Marvel by Adam Bray. It gives a great overview about the comics. It has really helped with the uh, when new characters show up in the universe or any major events happen. Uh, it gives me a little bit of a background. However, I, I do think it does contain information about stuff not from the Ultimates comics. I could be wrong, though. Anyways, thanks so much for the podcast. Peace. Hey, thank you, AG. Appreciate you. Okay, so the biggest thing there is first. First, I heard her question about uh, how did Whiplash know Tony was in, in it was in the car and was gonna and, drive the car, and I was like, yeah, that's a really great flaw, right? Sure. But here's what I say: he didn't know. <laughs> he didn't know. He was just gonna destroy Tony's car as like a first assault. You know what I mean? Like. He was like gonna go around destroying Tony Stark's properties. This is my headcanon. Right. He's he was attacking around. the name, not the person. Yeah, he's attacking the name. He just happened that he hopped in the car and put himself in that danger. That's my headcanon. Doesn't make yeah. I, I agree with you. I think it's just a flaw, but that's my headcanon. I'm sticking with it. Okay. I just think that it was the most like aesthetically pleasing thing that could have gone on, or thematically pleasing thing. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean that's that's the obvious reason, <laughs> but right, right, right. like as as far as within the within the universe, yeah. I mean, he could have just been attacking the name, and was like, "Oh, what a, what a crazy random happenstance! I guess I'll kill this guy." Mm. Yeah, man. You lose, Stark. You lose. I made God bleed. And thank you for uh, letting me know that I need to go watch some other Star Wars series. I I have so much time for that. Clearly, yeah, so much time. So for much that. time. So much time. I have actually been watching Clone Wars. I've watched a few episodes. Oh yeah, yeah. Just just getting just starting to get into it. I'm dipping your toe. Yeah, it's tough because season one's a slog. Uh, well, here's here's my problem, and 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 I'm gonna get some hate. I know. So far, I'm only a couple episodes in, so I'm in season one. It's not good enough to wrap my attention, but it's not slow enough for me to put on in the background and just sort of download the information. You know what I mean? Like it's right. a little too much going on. It's too action heavy for me to like, it's, it's not enough expositiony talky talky for me to like have it on in the background, but it's not good enough to like fully wrap my attention. So I like, I just have a hard time getting around to it because yeah. there's always something kind of a little better when I have like real free time. I, I want to watch something, you know, that I love, love, love. Right. Right. I understand. I understand. That that makes sense cuz you know, I I started watching the the Clone Wars like a few years ago and um like I think I got like 6 or 7 episodes in and I, at the time I wasn't doing any podcasts or I wasn't doing um the Star Wars universe podcast especially. And I was watching it like okay, yeah, this is all right, but you know, I'm not going to watch all of this right now. And I kept looking at how many episodes there are in season one because I was like, this is so just unbelievably slow and not great. And it's such a slog to get through. And I kept looking. I'm like, God, there's so many episodes left. And it just got to the point where I was just dreading continuing the first season. Mm. And I just I couldn't get past it. I know yeah. that I should and I need to if I want to be great talking about the Mandalorian and whatnot. But <laughs> it does sound like a lot of the it sounds like a lot of the Star Wars fans where they've gone in the last two years is for their deep continuity. Uh, since all the books have been like, uh, you know, destroyed, that canon is yeah, decanonized. Like, I feel like a lot of the Star Wars fans have turned to Clone Wars 
and Rebels as like, these are the shows that are really fleshing out the universe. And they do. They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, it's I, just ugh, so hard to get into. Yeah. I'm not a big Star Wars fan that it like, I have to watch those things, but I, but I do, I, I'm planning to finish it. I, I got it. I got it started. I just got to get back to it next few days. I've been yeah. busy the last few weeks. I'm ugh, craziness, just crazy, craziness. Yeah. I'm finishing, finishing one album so I can release it. And then I'm starting to work on my Black Widow album and yeah, just don't. Yeah. And then we've got a few podcasts to, oh, yeah. to record and, yeah, edit and recorded like eight podcasts last week. Um, <laughs> and podcasts or panels or whatever that I was on. Yes. It was a lot. Last week was a lot. Yep. Yep. So next up we have Trent saying, I think Cillian Murphy should play Moon Knight. His portrayal of Scarecrow was awesome. And I think he fits your description of the actor to play him. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could get along with that. I could I could go with that. I, I don't know, though, that he's as young as Marvel would want him to be. But yeah, I guess he, he definitely has a he looks young. He you know, lo- he's got that. He looked that young. Cherubic face. He looked young in Dark Knight. But I mean, that was like 10, 10 years ago. Ooh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> so like that was like he was at least in his 30s then. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to want that character to be how old they want that character to be. But again, they, they've done a great job so far casting older, older actors. Um, and I yeah. hope they keep it up. He's 44 now. Okay. And he looks quite different from when he was in dark Knight. Right. But either way, I'm sure they could do something with him. Um, yeah. But I, uh, yeah, I think from a, if, if we're talking dark Knight version of him, I can totally see it. Uh, let's see. Ben Cockerell said, hey, guys, the more we're in quarantine, the more I think about Marvel and what is to come. Can't wait for Black Widow and the Disney Plus series, especially WandaVision. Wanda is one of my top two favorite characters from the MCU, second to Cap. After watching the sneak peek trailer for the Disney shows, uh, it looks like it will be a sitcom slash multiverse slash alternate reality where Vision lives. But if that's true, Thanos wouldn't have gotten the Mind Stone, thus no snap. I really love the mystery. It takes me back to before Endgame where we knew nothing. What are y'all's thoughts? Thanks. Mm, yeah, I, I new content, man. It just like it, 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 it's the lifeblood of what we do here, and like having these conversations about like what is going to be on this new thing, and then we get a little piece of it, and then we get to talk about the next thing. And I, I, yeah, I have no idea what Wandavision is going to be about, and his description of, <laughs> I love the description he lays out here. Um, Sitcom slash multiverse slash alternate reality. Yeah. What is that about? What that I've never heard of a show like that. And I am excited to see what it actually means, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean Marvel uh, Marvel breaks new ground all the time, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is this seems to be no different. They're just like, you know what? We've never there's never been a, a TV series where like it's a multiverse and an alternate reality and a sitcom yeah. where a beloved character from a movie has died and they're bringing him back. Yeah. Well, it, it, to actually specifically answer Ben's question, like in the comic, it kind of depends on what they do. Cause in the comic, she has the ability to just like straight up create realities. So like, yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be that like Thanos wasn't defeated or Thanos didn't get the mind stone or any of that. It could just be like they, she has just completely altered reality uh, and created Vision whole cloth in her little pocket universe or whatever. Oh, yeah. And, and knowing that she's going to be in the multiverse of madness like really expands that idea. Oh, man, I really want it to be like, what if she's having a dream? And like messing with reality around her and bringing vision back. And then like somebody like uh, Professor X has to show up. Oh, that would be so good. And mentally. I have a feeling. Help her, telepathically help her. I think, I think that is exactly what will happen, but not Professor X. It's going to be Dr. Strange. I think it's going to be Dr. Strange. Like, I think he very well could be what happens at the end of that series is Dr. Strange shows up to take care of her. Like the post credit sequence of, of that is her, him picking her up to take her to, to train her or whatever. No, Matt, Matt. Sure. Yeah. What? Matt, Matt. (laughs) Dr. Strange used to be a neurosurgeon. Oh, that was his, his stick. He used to be a neurosurgeon. (laughs) Yes. 
He was. So I like you call it a shtick. I like I would say profession, but sure, shtick. Yeah, yeah, career, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) That was his identity, basically. Right, right, right. So he was a neurosurgeon. So he's he's all about how the mind affects the body. Body affects the mind, brain, etc. The world, like. And then with his his uh, his focus in magic, it would be it would be expanding on that how the mind affects the world around you. But what if he's got an old connection from his neurosurgeon days, where like this guy is the the best uh, the best of of any psychiatrist, psychologist, uh, you know, neurosciences person, whatever, whatever right. they need to, Hip, to put that in there. Some sort of hypnotherapist. Yeah. Like a, right, right. Yeah. If it's a hypnotherapist, whatever. And it's Professor Xavier. Yeah. Yeah, man. That could be fun. That could be fun. Oh, I want that. Man. I want it so bad. How great would it be if uh, she gets taken in as like an, as to, to the X mansion to be in the school to learn to control her powers after the events of WandaVision? Oh, man. How great would it be if she tore the tree in half? <laughs> Sorry, we we hyper focused on the tree. I I know. I love in apocalypse. Yeah, in in, in your uh, in your in, on Monday morning movie medics. You mean? Yep. Yeah, yep. Super funny. Anyway, uh, God, I want this series so bad. Yeah, man. Can can we get? Can we have Wandavision, please? This is a call to Marvel. Can we please have Wandavision? Me? Yeah. Please, please, Feige. <laughs> We're asking nicely. Mm-hmm. We've been good. I wore my mask today. Mm, me too. <laughs> Dylan Bruce Hunsinger sent us a message. Hey guys, just listen to your last pod about time travel. And you asked about how many truck drivers tune in. Well, while I'm not an over the road driver, I do drive a truck during the day with 84 lumber for a living. LOL. Neat. I go through about seven to eight pods a day. Uh, one and a half speed for the win. And you guys are one of the few non-sports pods I listen to, actually. I've been a loyal listener since Infinity War and appreciate all the content you guys put out. I love how no matter what nationality, political view, occupation, gender, or worldviews, we can all unite with our love for Marvel and all things superhero. Yeah. I did want to ask if you think that Amadeus Cho would ever make his way into the MCU. His mother was highlighted in Age of Ultron in repairing Hawkeye's side and played a hand in creating Vision, uh, so we know that the shows exist. I think he would be great as the Iron Spider or totally awesome Hulk. Uh, maybe he even makes an appearance in Shang-Chi. Anyways, once I get once I get my raise, I plan on becoming a patron. And as I look forward to your pods throughout the week, keep up the great work, Dylan. Hey, thank you, Dylan. Thank you so much. Thank and you. thanks for considering being a patron. That that uh, helps us keep make this show happen. Uh, yeah. Um, very cool that you're a truck driver. I, I feel like there might be a lot of truck drivers out there. I think we got a few other f- feedbacks. I don't know if they're in here or not, but I think we did get a few other feedbacks from truckers. So that's pretty that's pretty cool. I've heard a lot of people talk about Amadeus Cho. Have you done much reading up on Amadeus Cho? I know that he was uh, totally awesome Hulk back in 2015. Um, and he was considered one of the smartest people on Earth, like top eight, I think. Um, but I like past that. I don't really know much about him. Okay. Um, if I'm not mistaken though, he was also, uh, kind of a sidekick or whatever for Hercules. Okay. Interesting. And apparently iron, iron spider possibly. That's a, that's a lot. That's a uh, lot for one character. Was he known? Yeah. That- I don't, I don't know, man. He's like, if you look at his, uh, at his team affiliations on Wikipedia, it's like New Warriors, Renegades, Mighty Avengers, Olympus Group, Illuminati, Young Avengers, S.H.I.E.L.D., Champions, God Squad, Protectors, Agents of Atlas. Like, he has done a bunch. Hmm. Oh, and yeah, Partnerships, Hercules. Yeah, he was... He was uh, Hercules' sidekick of some sort? Yeah, yeah, he was a, a sidekick-type character in the Hercules story and Hercules is supposed to, um, supposed to be making an appearance soon in the MCU. Oh, really? That's been the, that's been in the rumor mill. Hmm. Okay, cool. So I don't want to put that out there as news, but like, you know, there, there's been talk of Hercules and we should expect to see that happening soon, hopefully. And maybe that'll bring Amadeus Cho with him. Sweet. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know anything about Actually, our next piece of feedback from 084, he mentions Abadeus Cho as well. So that's, 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 I put those two together because I thought that was interesting. 
Oh, okay. Oh, it forces. Hey guys, in my infinite boredom, <laughs> waiting for the floodgates to open back up MCU wise, I've finally broken down and signed up for Marvel Unlimited. I selected a few characters to follow all the way through from their first appearance, and I'm starting with one that's always intrigued me, Amadeus Cho. And right from the start, I'm really digging his partnership with Incredible Hercules. Uh, the duo of an actual Greek god and a literal too smart for his own good kid hell-bent on taking down S.H.I.E.L.D. or any giant spy operation since S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't quite back yet. Sounds like it would be a fun movie or TV show that's accessible to the masses. Um, Hercules could start off in The Eternals and then spin off to mentor this young kid who has all this intelligence but no real moral fiber with which to use it. And instead of setting it uh, during the aftermath of World War Hulk, placing it during the five-year aftermath of the snap could give Amadeus something to make him angry at the world, plus provide Marvel with a method to age him up in a later iteration whenever he's ready to become Totally Awesome Hulk, and even come together with Kamala Khan and Sam Alexander for champions if my fingers are crossed hard enough. Thoughts? I, I, it's just, I don't know anything about Amadeus Cho. We've talked about him in the past. I've heard, like, basically what we've talked about tonight already but i yeah I, I he sounds fascinating it just sounds like he has has had such an interesting uh comic book career you yeah know? i mean we've got marvel unlimited now go get it go go read him yeah i i will maybe <laughs> it doesn't sound like you will though but maybe 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 <laughs> <laughs> maybe i i we haven't even had time to get to the eternals yet so i i can't that's true. Okay, that's yeah. true. Wait. Hey, what if what if the Eternals is less about the people who are now? That's dumb. That's a dumb idea that I I nixed it as soon as I started saying it out loud. Yeah. Like, what if it was a, a like an agency that monitors uh, beings with eternal life? The EVA. <laughs> eternal viewing authority. Viewing authority. Yeah, that works. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the Eternal Voyeur Authority. Let me Ooh. say, I, <laughs> Eternal Voyeur. Let me say, I really enjoyed uh, your. What was it? Uh, you were coming up with different names for DCEU the other day. <laughs> 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 he posted some like some acronym that DCEU stands for, and I was like, uh, instead of getting on to you for insulting DC, I was just like, you could do better. And then you named like 15 different combinations of DCEU. <laughs> <laughs> that was over in the Stranded Panda chat on Facebook, uh, which by the way, we still have Stranded Panda chat on Facebook and we have the discord server where people are communicating. Uh, I'll put a link to both those in the, uh, in the show notes. So you should be able to, whatever your app is, should be able to click on to find those, uh, the Stranded Panda chat and also the discord server. So unless Matt goes to read about uh, Amadeus Cho and I find some time in my incredibly busy schedule, uh, we have really nothing that we can that we can say with any kind of certainty or authority on, yeah, yeah, on, on Amadeus, Amadeus Cho. Cho. Yeah, I feel I feel bad. I just don't, I didn't even know who that character was until we started talking about it on the podcast. To be honest, and then like, <laughs> but he's been mentioned so many times, especially with the Age of Ultron connection. And now, you know, that's been, how long has it been since Age of Ultron? Four or five years? Ah, uh, that was 2015. Oh, wow. So it's been five years. Like, and she, if she had a young son in that movie, he could be getting on into his teenage years now. It's neat. Yeah, he well could. He well could. I will say that there's, there's a complication with him being totally awesome Hulk in that anything Hulk related is kind of difficult to get out of uh, get out of Universal's hands right now, mm. um, just because there's that whole like who yeah. owns the distribution or whatever uh, of in, of pretty much everything Hulk related. So you know we probably won't see him in that respect, but you know maybe maybe if he's tied to Hercules, maybe the rights are are there. I don't know. Yeah, maybe if he doesn't actually become the Hulk character. Yeah, yeah. If we if we just keep him away from totally awesome Hulk. <laughs> hey Matt, do you know how much you could save in one year by switching to Harry's? Uh, I don't. How much? Uh, it's enough to buy twenty six cups of coffee in New York City. Well, I don't live in New York City. How much is that? It's enough to buy three deep dish pizza dinners in Chicago. I. Why all these weird metrics? I don't, I've never been to Chicago. How much is that? Okay, all right, all right. 
It's enough to pay six months of your Netflix subscription. Oh, okay. That I get. That I get. Well, how does it do that, Jeff? Harry's delivers high quality razor blades as low as $2 each, a fraction of the price of the leading brand and saving you hundreds of dollars over time. That is rad. That is rad. Because you know what? I really like my Harry's razor. Uh, I really do. The, the, it just looks nice. Like us geeks uh, really like nice looking things like little, whatever, figurines and stuff around my house. But like, <laughs> I feel like all those previous razors that I've ever had have felt like cheap razors. They just look like plasticky, metal-y looking razors. Well, like, the the Harry's comes in, it's just like, it's this beautiful little handle. It's kind of got this green, like dark green look to it. And it is just, it glides across my face beautifully. I get a very, very close shave. And you know what? The scent, the scent that I, of that, uh, of that shave gel I'm getting this positive association with the smell because every time I put it on, I'm like, yeah, my face is going to look nice now. It's going to look real nice. And that is a rare thing in this time of quarantine. Uh, it is a rare thing to, for me to like need to get dolled up. So when I do, I grab that Harry's razor and it makes me feel special. Well, we have a special offer for our listeners. You can get a Harry's trial set delivered to your doorstep by going to harrys.com slash MCU podcast. Sweet. But Harry's is a return to the essential quality, durable blades at a fair price, just $2 per blade. They've cut out the middleman manufacturing blades in their German blade factory that's been honing precision blades for a century. Harry's is super convenient. They, they have blade refills delivered directly to your door on your schedule with or without a subscription. Uh, they've got all your grooming needs covered in one step. You can get blades, hair care, shower products, uh, all of it on harrys.com slash MCU podcast. And just like their blades, Harry's is committed to providing premium products without breaking the bank. You can also feel a little bit better about your purchase, you know, in your heart, because 1% of the proceeds are set aside for nonprofit organizations devoted to helping provide access to better mental health care for men and veterans and to help support those who need it the most right now harry's is donating one million dollars worth of shaving supplies to hospitals across the u.s because there are a crap ton of people in hospitals right now yeah there's a lot of people in need right now and so do it using a product that helps helps those in need is really really cool so do it man get it go to harry's.com uh listeners of this show can redeem their Harry's trial set at harrys.com slash MCU podcast. You'll get a weighted ergonomic handle for a firm grip, five blade razor with a lubricated strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel with aloe to keep your skin hydrated. Hail hydrate. Hail hydrate. <laughs> very close to the ad but i just love the the idea that they're like hail hydrate what does that mean sorry it's a it's a marvel reference kind of oh oh harry's quality control people uh, <laughs> it's ad, relevant trust ad us. quality it's relevant <laughs> and a travel blade cover to keep your razor dry and easy to grab on the go i really like the travel blade cover it's really really cool um, okay, so go to harrys.com slash MCU podcast and start shaving and saving today. Shave Shydra. <laughs> Shave Shydra. Go to harrys.com slash MCU podcast and start shaving and saving today. Shave Shydra. <laughs> Uh, Tim Brown says, I'm going through the podcast out of order and just got back to the one where you guys talk about the headcanon, about using the ancient one to help prevent Cap from altering the timeline. And that's what my headcanon was, too. Uh, mine was that when Cap goes to give her back the time stone, she saw what he wanted or, or what's more, where he was supposed to end up, in this case, back with Peggy. So to, pres to preserve the timeline, she gave him a, a magic whammy that would fog his memory while he was back in time in certain key places so he could not interfere. After certain things came to pass, uh, he could then remember, but not before then. I would even have it that he and Peggy know that he can't remember, but they take it as a small price to pay as to make sure that the end result is that the good guys win with the universe at stake. Things have to play out, whatever they are, and they have to get, they have to get their lives back. It makes it so that he doesn't act because he can't even be tempted. I, I like that as a headcanon. Uh, it's fun. I, I think that as a thing on screen would be really frustrating because, you know. You're it, taking away decision and agency from a character? Yeah, but but as a like, 
as a device to explain, it's good. Or, or as a, even as a device to leave him in that situation would be fine. But like, I don't, I don't think I'd ever want to watch a show where they're like, you know, we go cap cap sitting at home while Peggy's out doing stuff. Cause he doesn't remember what happened. <laughs> he doesn't remember being cap. Yeah. Like that's sad to me. Him not being able to remember, uh, their great victories, you know, that would be really sad. Ooh, hurts me. Yeah. Uh, Reco Jet said, my favorite podcasters, just wanted to remind you guys how helpful y'all have been getting through this quarantine and all the other things going on in the world. Y'all have been a rock for us this last several weeks, and I really appreciate it. Thank you, Reco. That's very, very kind. Um, seriously, that I mean, it means the world to us that anyone likes this show and it, it, it like at all. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but the fact that people, it means something to people. Uh, especially in a hard time. Like, it really means a lot to us. Uh, Reco next has a bunch of different things he wants to get our take on. Okay. Uh, he says, gun to the head. You have to either accept the entire Fox X-Men or none at all. What are you talking? None or, at all. Pff, what are you taking? Uh, yeah, none at all. None at all. 100%. Don't, no, 100%. don't even have to think about it. Nope. Not, not even a debate. Not, n- hadn't even said a word yet. <laughs> Could Toby Maguire play a good Uncle Ben? Yeah, I say hundred percent. I um, I don't think he's old enough. Well, when you compare him to uh, Marissa Tomei, I don't think so. What? Nah, what he's not that old. Uh, I bet he's not that much younger than Marissa Tomei. He's forty-five. And Marissa Tomei is, this is the Google podcast where we Google things. He's, she's 55, 55, but Uncle Ben has already died a couple years ago, at least. So if they did a flashback scene, uh, say, say two years from now, they come out with a movie and it's a flashback scene. He'll be two years older and it will be a few years in the past. Totally could play Uncle Ben. They just DH Marissa Tomei a little bit? Well, yeah, or just the scene only has him in it. I I think the age thing, I'm just saying the, let's discuss it away from the age merits, because I don't think that he's just around the right age for when Peter would have lost him. I mean, he he wasn't then, but he is now. He's 44. Right. Like, like he's not, they, they went with a different origin. He's not the comic book age. Uh, that we think of, or like the Sam Raimi, the way that he did it, he had them be way older than aunt, his aunt and uncle. But like in this, Marissa Tomei is, you know, just not that that much that old. That's true. That's true. Um, hmm. So I Tell say, I say, the age totally works, and it would be a cool callback. It just feels, it feels like a little too recent for it to be like, like a lot of times they do that. They'll have like. What was it in um, Smallville? His mom was played by the lady who played Lois Lane in the original, like, Christopher Reeves movies, I believe. Okay. Isn't that right? I don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You don't know from DC. Um, Nope. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure that's correct. uh, Is it bad that when you said Smallville, I thought of Pleasantville? (laughs) Yes. That's that's a McGuire film. It's worse. It's worse than I realized. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Your your DC hate is worse than I realized. Uh, It's it's really just a blind spot. (laughs) Well, um, that stuff's cute. And like in the most recent... um, in the Flash series, you watch the Flash series. Uh, the yeah. guy who plays the uh, plays his father also played the Flash in the nineties. In like the nineties yeah, TV yeah, yeah, show, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, that and, guy. and then they even do like crossovers into a universe where he is the Flash, playing the Flash from that old TV show in the nineties. Like, and they do stuff like that. It's really cool. But the if if they're gonna do a crossover with Tobey Maguire, I'd rather him play an alternate reality Spider-Man, like an older alternate reality Spider-Man. Oh, like uh, like Spider-Verse? Yeah, where, um, exactly. Like we have Peter B. Parker. Yeah, for sure. I'd much rather that than the version than, than him be Uncle Ben. Personally, <laughs> I'm sure Tobey Maguire would love the opportunity to like get a little poochie belly yep. and wear sweatpants like on, on set all the time. Yeah, man. <laughs> Just kick it all lazy style. Oh, that movie is so good. 
It's such a good movie. Such a good movie. Matt, how is that movie so damn good? I need more of that. I need more of that now. Reco Jet also says, uh, do we have any idea how old Wanda is supposed to be? Sometimes she gets talked to like she's a late teen, early 20s kind of person. That's kind of I think, uh, what I thought. I think, I think Matt considers those uh, YA people. Yeah, those are YA people. She's a YA person, yeah. right? <laughs> I don't think so. Nah, I think I think she's she's in her twenties. I would I would guess. Uh, I don't know if the hey, actress I, is. I think I think in, in the movie, I think she's supposed to be in her twenties. I I don't know honestly. Like, I hmm. I think the it's actress is say, in her thirties probably. Yeah, the actress is thirty one now. But when she yeah. made those movies, she was so she when she made those movies. She was in her late twenties. But like. I I'd say she's playing early twenties. Yeah, I would say early twenties. That that seems the most right. And you know, she's a new, fresh hero. Uh, you know, new to her powers and everything. And she's kind of got that. Um, uh, like in Civil War, she says, "You guys know I can move things with my mind, right?" And it's that kind of that arrogance of of youth, yeah. thinking you're invincible. So. I mean that tracks. Yeah, that tracks. I think so. I think so. And and she just, uh, she is still has that anger of youth too, where she hasn't really figured out that the world's more complicated. And like it took her and her brother getting involved with the Avengers before they realized that like, oh, just because Tony Stark had his name on the side of a weapon doesn't mean that he's like he's the person that actually killed my parents. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, that, that's yeah. felt like a very, like bring down the system that oppresses me. I'm angry at only this one man because he's the name, the, the, the face of the thing that I hate instead of like understanding that he's a complicated dude and people are complicated dudes. <laughs> Do you hear that? People are complicated dudes. That's right. You heard it here first. That's right. <laughs> Breaking ground on the MCU. That's cast. right. People are complicated dudes. That's our. Yeah. Uh, let us know. We'll make a T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Shame Shinder. People are complicated dudes. <laughs> Record Jet also says best slash worst MCU costume. Hmm. I I think I'm gonna actually go and 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 it's funny he sent those in as two separate messages but I combined these two. Uh, I actually think I'm gonna go with Wanda as my one of my favorite costumes because it's like it just is a thing she wears like she's not. I really like her costume, but it also doesn't. It feels supernatural, but it also feels super referential to the comics. You know. Yeah. Just like the red coat. Just, I I like I like it a lot. Yep. Yep, and it accentuates. Um, it accentuates. That's not where I was going. Um, I'm gonna have to say worst costume: Cap with his cowl in Avengers One, not mm. having ears. Oh yeah, no, that's it a looks good call. So bad. <laughs> that's a good call. Honestly, though, if I'm gonna go current, like what's right, what's happening right now? Uh, I think, and I, I hate to say it, I think just from like how clunky it is, but I, I, I like it. See, I'm, I'm talking myself out of it. Cause I, there's honestly, there's no costumes I hate in any of this stuff. I like, I really like most of what they've done. Even that original, uh, cap costume. I enjoy. Um, but, uh, I was going to say, I don't like Ant-Man's costume as much because of like, it just doesn't feel as modern, but like, that's the point. And so I really do like that. I like that. It feels like it's Hank Pym's old costume, kind of. Yeah. So I can't really say that. And then they do modernize it in future iterations. Yeah. I'm going to say Aunt May. Aunt May's my least favorite. What? I don't know. I'm just being silly. <laughs> happy. Let's, I'll, I'll go with happy. <laughs> you don't like suits? What no, the? man. What? That's boring. You're <laughs> blues, brother. Yeah. <laughs> you always wear such nice suits. Yeah. Um, my Wait, no, favorite? no, no, never mind. Worst, okay. worst costume in the MCU, Freddie Malik. There you go. Hundred <laughs> percent, Freddie Malik. If you're not watching Shield with us this season, you should be. The beard on that man is fake and it is bad, and the aging they did. Worst costume in the MCU, <laughs> Freddie Malik. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I do. I do want to say though, my my best or my my favorite costume 
is in The Winter Soldier, Cap's stealth suit is magnificent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty. I'm I'm not a big costuming guy. I'm not a big details guy. Is the truth. And so like I I don't I don't have good memories for like how each one each one is different. Really, I see him. I'm like that's Cap. He looks like Cap to me. <laughs> oh man, uh, Ashley. Uh, sorry, Ash Coffin was talking about the the difference in costumes between Loki in Thor: The Dark World and Loki in Ragnarok, and like they put him in a onesie in Ragnarok, and it was just like. It was off-putting. She didn't like it especially. Uh, but then if you if you look at him in Thor The Dark World, it was like there were layers and the green and the gold and the black and like everything was, it was just so nice, you know? It was like, that's freaking Loki right there. That's awesome, man. So like, I I, I get the, the eye for costume detail being a, an important part. Um, I just, I usually don't... I don't know, unless they they go with something comics accurate and goofy and make it like uh, like they did in the Netflix series where it was like, you know, you look like a damn fool. Or when uh, when Rach, Rach, no, Trish, Rachel is the actor's name. (laughs) Sorry. Mm -hmm. Uh, When Trish Walker holds up the um, the uh, the the suit that. I think it's the white one that she made for. for Jessica, when she was like, uh, no, absolutely not. Like, I love that sort of thing. I love those callbacks, even when the, the costume looks absolutely goofy. Um, but the modern stuff is just like, OK, yeah, that's that's a new design. Neat. I see how that's different. Neat. Yeah, I don't know. It's just that's not the detail I focus on, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, Rekajet also says, what X-Men character could Stephen Amell be? Hmm. Uh, the one that stays in the DC universe. <laughs> Which one is that? So rude. So rude. Sorry. I don't like his acting. I hate, honestly, at this point, I hate Arrow. Hmm. Like, I, I've watched it for several seasons now. I've gotten through the Promethe- Prometheus stuff, and I just, it's so bad. It's just bad. It's bad. Matt, yeah, Matt, it's bad. I get you. I get you. I don't think he's amazing. I think he has his place, but yeah, I don't discount. He is Batman that you ordered on wish is what he is. (laughs) Yeah, I hear you. I'm not a big, I'm not, I'm not a big uh, Stephen Amell fan either. So Stephen Amell is a good guy. He's done a lot of charity work. He's a great person, but I don't think that arrow has really made him shine as an actor. Right. Yeah, I I think that's true, and I don't know that I don't know that it's Arrow's fault or if it's his fault. I don't know. But I mean, that's that's syndicated or no? That's that's uh, that's network television for you. That's you know that's WB, CW, whatever they want to call it these days. Like that the it's sitcommy or not sitcommy? It's it's soap opera y. You know it. Yeah, it's not great writing. Yeah, man. Anyway. Uh, do you have a, an X-Men that you would like to see him play? Uh, does that mean X-Men? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I thought it was just any... Uh, oh, it is what If you want to put him on somebody else, whatever. No, what X-Men? Let's see. Hmm. I mean... X-Men. He's dickish enough to play old Cyclops. Yeah. He could, he could definitely do like... I thought about Cyclops, but I don't know that the look is right. Um... Something like Havoc, though. Like, you talk about old Cyclops. I don't know. Havoc could work. No, man. No. Stephen Amell needs to be Cyclops, and Robbie Amell needs to be Havoc. <laughs> that I can get behind. All right. I dig it. That That's I can right. get behind. That, that they're reversed in the comics uh, from what they are in the movies. No, they're reversed in the movies from what they are in the comics. Same. That means the same thing. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we just got a couple more things. Oh, wait. RecoJet has a couple more things here. Yep. Assuming at least one of you has uh, read Civil War 2, what do you guys feel about the story? Or how do you guys feel about the story? And is there any way, any version of that story makes its way to the MCU? As a Captain Marvel fan, it's probably my favorite graphic novel of all time. Oh, neat. Uh, have you read Civil War 2? I have not. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, RecoJet. That was a bad assumption. 
<laughs> you assumed wrong. <laughs> yeah, let's just put the let's put the blame blame squarely on Reco Jet's shoulders. How dare you? <laughs> now I'm not gonna read it because you assumed. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> All right, so we got Patrick Cochran sent us an email. Hey, Matt and Jeff, long-time listener, first-time emailer. I must start by saying my girlfriend and I are both huge fans of the podcast. We are absolutely loving trivia as well, but she wants to know when you guys are going to do one dedicated to Doctor Strange. Ooh, good question. Uh, I, well, technically we can't say because you have to sign up on the email list to get that information, but maybe next week. Maybe next week. I, I'm deciding it because you said that. Um, <laughs> but honestly, right now, we're just kind of randomly choosing. So, uh, you know. What is it this week? Keep an eye. We haven't even said yet what it is this week. Oh. But uh, so it, since if people are listening now um, and they have listened to this far into the episode, I will say, uh, first off, if you want to know this information, you should go to strandedpanda.com and join the Stranded Panda uh email list just says join the stranded panda army and you'll get an email every week saying what we're doing for trivia what the stranded panda email uh episode of the week is if we have anything special going on but this week i'm doing avengers the og marvel's og avengers the very first one and i just i feel like it's gonna be a hard one because like it everyone knows that movie so well that coming up with hard trivia questions is gonna be tough so i'm excited uh, but it's going to be a tricky one to write this week. So, um, and it being the first week of our, uh, I thought it'd be a cool one to do on our first week of the, the season of trivia. We've never done a season. This is going to be our first season. And if you jump, jump in this week, uh, try to answer Avengers trivia, then, uh, yeah, should be really good. I'm really excited about it. All right. All right. Yeah. So Patrick says, with that out of the way, I have to get to the real reason for this email. In the most recent episode I listened to, Time Travel in the MCU, you talked about Cap waiting on the bench, and the only reason it happened was because it was thematically pleasing. While I do agree with you, there is one scene in Infinity War that stands out in my mind as being significantly worse with this same topic. Let me lay the scene out for you. Hmm. You have Scarlet Witch and Vision backed into a corner by Proxima Midnight and Corvus Glaive. It looks like this is the end for them as a train rushes by and Scarlet Witch turns to look at it. Once the train passes, you see the outline of a shadowed figure. Apropos of nothing, Proxima Proxima Midnight hurls her spear at someone who, for all she knows, could just be a homeless guy walking by the train. The mysterious figure catches the spear and Captain America steps into the light to thunderous cheers in every movie theater around the country. Why the heck would she throw her spear at him? I've thought about this scene, and honestly, the only reason I can come up with that with the only reason that I can come up with is that it is thematically pleasing. I know it's a minor gripe. I just it just didn't make sense to me. Keep up the great work. Excelsior. PM Coker. Ah, yeah, it's a really good point. Uh, uh, how about we just say for headcanon's sake, Proxima Midnight Species has better eyesight than we do. She has dark vision. Yeah, she has dark vision. And she could see that that was Captain America, and she is fully briefed on the Avengers. Boom. <laughs> Thought about it a long time. 15 or... seconds from the headcanon guy. Woo! <laughs> I'm just kidding. It could just be that his shadow was one that is menacing, because that man has quite the silhouette. That's true. That's true. That is America's ass. That is America's silhouette. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. Well, thank you, uh, Patrick. Appreciate you writing in. First time writing in. Appreciate it. And thanks for joining us at Trivia. I I am super pumped about Trivia this week. I've been like, you know, really enjoying the bo- the robot that you built. And now I'm like super excited uh, to start the, the whole season thing and be able to like, oh, look who's ahead. Look who's behind. And like see the the people try to win i'm really excited are you excited i'm terrified <laughs> i get that you had you have to make the bot work <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i have to make sure that the bot functions yes um, um this will still be our I first been... season hopefully there won't be too many gates every time every time a question's wrong we're like oh it's a whatever iron man gate <laughs> yeah oh it's ada gate ada gate 
<laughs> sounds, sounds like a di- sounds like a different form of crocodile or alligator. <laughs> yep, an Adagate. Yep, it's an Adagate. Yeah, it's a robot crocodile. Yeah. Oh God. Oh gosh. That's terrifying. That's terrifying. And I'm I'm not even Mac. <laughs> anyway. All right, guys. Well, that uh, is, let's that, sign out. That's all for today. Please join us on trivia on Wednesday night. Um, we're gonna, like I said, uh, shouldn't have said on the podcast, but I did. We're gonna be doing Marvel's Avengers. Um, it's gonna be super fun. Uh, we're gonna pl- I'm gonna play some music. We're gonna do some trivia. There will be prizes. You can win a T-shirt and then eventually a uh, copy of Spider-Man Miles Morales. And uh, we're gonna play some games after. And the games are have been really fun li- lately. And we've been doing a lot of. Uh, Straighted Panda After Dark, uh, which is where we get a little too dirty uh, after we've all had too many drinks while we do the, 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 the chat. After Matt has too many drinks. Hey, hey, Matt and Ashley. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I know. I know. Okay. She always she always posts her like hungover selfie at work. I love it. I love on, it so on much. Thursday. Yeah. Every this week she didn't post it, and like the the stranded panda chat group like revolted until she would post a hungover selfie. <laughs> 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 uh, I was like, you should feel loved, Ashley. That's 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 a that's that's a special thing when everyone's like waiting on you to be able to start their day properly. We can't start. We can't start work and life. Ashley, we don't know that Ashley survived the evening. Yeah, it's not Thursday until Ashley posts her selfie. <laughs> so good. All right, guys. Well, we'll be doing that, uh, like I said, Wednesday night, twitch.tv slash TV, or you can go over to strandedpanda.com. There's links to all that stuff. So please join us. We love you very much. We love you 3000. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Until next time.